0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of I'll Tell You a Tale. I am your host, Nathan Westoff, and thank you so much for listening. Before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to apologize because I ran into some... I wanted to apologize because I ran into some technical difficulties, so our episode... So, our episode scheduled for today was supposed to be chapter three of our tale of terror. So, our episode scheduled today was supposed to be our episode. So, our episode scheduled today was supposed to be chapter three of a tale of terrible. of a tale of terrible people. Instead, it is chapter one of Beer Mage. This has been re-recorded. From old story and I am excited for you guys to listen to the new audio with a brand new microphone and hopefully some slightly better reading skills but if you guys enjoy it perhaps you could join us on our patreon we currently have one patron his name is Ethan and he is amazing thank you so much Um, stick around after the end of the podcast to find out more about that but without further ado Let's start with this episode of I'll Tell You a Tale. Beer Mage, Chapter 1 There I was, atop Shade Hill, with the sun beating down on my back, there were four men on horses riding towards me, but I was not afraid. I held in my hand a gleaming blade, given to me by Gedric Glamwing. It could slice through metal and. Can I see it? Would you shut the fuck up? The silence that followed hung in the air for a long moment. Jem's eyes burned with an accusatory glare as he stared down at the young boy that was his audience. One of his large, bushy eyebrows shifted with his mood. His face slid from a fearsome image of rage to a distracted frown of puzzlement. "'Now, then, where was I?' he muttered under his breath. "'The sword, Uncle Jem!' But the old man continued on, unhearing or perhaps uncaring of the boy's input. "'Shade Hill, yes, yes, I was on Shade Hill. Son, I already described the sun, horses, very important. My blade!' His face lit up with triumph. "'Yes, yes, my gifted, gleaming blade, boy, it nearly glue in the sunlight, and the men, They came towards me on their horses, with their armor and their lances, quite intent on running me through, in fact. Oi, drop that sword of yours, they called out, but I didn't listen. In fact, I did quite the opposite. I raised my sword up, I swigged from my flask, and I gathered magic in my hand. "'Do you know what it feels like to hold the power to kill in your hand, boy?' "'The silence returned to the air once more. "'Jem grew frustrated. "'His eyebrows arched downwards. "'Well?' he snapped. "'I'm supposed to be shut the fuck up. "'God's a light, you daft shit. "'Not when I ask you to talk. "'Who taught you to listen to a story?' Don't answer. Your father's a twat who couldn't recite a poem without fucking it up. Still, do you know what it's like? No. No, I guess I don't. Of course you don't. You're a dumb kid with a twat father and a bitch mother you live in the tiniest god's damned town i've ever seen you wouldn't know the difference between a dark ale and a fine whiskey let alone the powers of magic well it feels like this jem grabbed the boy's hand opened his fingers and spat a large wad of mucus into his palm the boy pulled back and shook his hand his lips drew back and he wiped his palm on the wooden floor keeping his fingers spread wide, Jem let out a cackling laugh, quite gross then, maybe you should stay a farmer then, magic's a bit uncouth, especially the killing kind, it's nasty stuff, stains your soul, but I used it anyway, the burning liquor let me kill the first three men, and their horses too. And one man and one horse couldn't kill me if I was blind in one eye and missing both of my hands. So the fourth man charges me with his lance and his horse, but the sun is at my back. And I'm all right quick bastard, or I was twenty years ago. So I step to the right and bring my sword down on the tip of his lance. And the lance is tipped with steel, and my sword can cut through metal. So the lance is tipless, and the man's quite pissed. Can't be too surprised about that, seeing as I've got a soul pretty recently stained with killing magic. So he gets off his horse and draws a sword that doesn't gleam. It's the most plain metal sword I've ever seen. So I come in with two quick cuts, one for the sword and one for the man. Now I have a horse and a tipless lance. Wouldn't be proper to take the lances from the one I killed with the magic. That's bad luck. "'A tipless lance is fine, though. "'I take the horse, name it Tipsy, and ride on towards Fletch. "'I have business there. "'Would you quit squirming around and sit still for one god's damn minute? "'You look like you shit your pants two days ago and just remembered.' Jem's nephew was shifting back and forth, "'some conflict within him rising to the surface. "'It's just... did you bury them?' Dad says it's only proper to bury someone when they die. I don't care what your father thinks. Haven't I made myself clear on that account? Sides. Course I buried them. I'm not daft. I also took 23 breaths while fighting the four of them, and on the way to Fletch, my stomach soured and I shit three times. You don't get all the details, boy. We don't have time for a piece by piece of my life. Course. I don't think you could handle the really gruesome stuff. The smell of blood three days old. The harsh reality of a travel diet. Were the things a whore? Just then, the door opened and a woman stepped in. She had the solid build of a woman who didn't shy away from hard work. Her sleeves were rolled up, and although it was evident she had been working hard on the thousands of small tasks that kept an orchard in order, She was well put together. Her hair was pulled back, not a single strand out of place. Mother, mother, Uncle Jem called Dad twat, and he said you were a best to shut the fuck up, boy. Jem cut him off. Lucas, have you done your morning chores yet? It was a question, but the woman obviously knew the answer. No, ma'am. The boy spoke, obviously chagrined. "'Things don't change just because your uncle is here.' Her voice was the stern iron of a mother. Lucas rose to his feet and looked everywhere but at the two adults in the room. He bolted towards the door, leaving it hanging open as he moved out onto the farm. His mother turned and began preparing the fire and heavy soup pot that hung above it. A hot, heavy silence hung in the air, It filled the room with a familiar tension. Ket could have used your help this morning. My brother's a grown man and could have asked. He tried to wake you. You were still drunk. The stern iron of her voice had hardened and become sharpened steel. God's damn woman, that's what happens when you drink, Jem snapped. I... When you drink an entire bottle of a whiskey? For all the fucks and empty cups, what the hell else is there to do around here? Cat could do a lot better than this. He could have been a sorcerer, a great one, with a castle and a retinue of tailored servants. Instead, he's here, waiting for the world to catch up with him. It's a good life. Her voice was quiet for someone like you sure not for my god's damn brother and you'll ruin that boy too my blood's not meant for scraping chicken shit out of a coop i can see the delmar in him he needs a city more than i need a drink she had gone quiet her lips pulled into a tight line her knuckles white on the fire poker any sane man would have known to be quiet but Jem was prone to ramble, and not quite sane. Even when the outer door opened again, his tirade continued. You're the worst thing to happen to my brother, a mistake that clung to him like shit to a boot. Get out. It was not the mother's voice, but a deeper voice. It came from the open doorway, from a man who stood there, covered in a light sheen of exertion. What? Jem snapped. You do not talk to my wife like that. Get out. Trained like a dog. Jem exploded into movement. He grabbed his travel sack and stormed past his brother, though he did not jostle his shoulder as he passed. Outside, Lucas came tearing around the corner of a chicken coop around fifty meters from the house. A large rooster was in pursuit. Its feathers were ruffled as it high-stepped after the young boy. Lucas had one arm cradled over his stomach, holding the bottom of his shirt to create a pouch for the eggs he had just retrieved. His other arm was waving wildly behind him. The boy collided with Jem. The majority of his attention was behind him on his pursuer while Jem's attention was almost always no further than two inches from his nose. Jem may have been distracted, but he stood centered like a stone wall, and Lucas tumbled down in the dirt before him. The rooster froze as it was confronted with Jem. It made a terrified squawk and lost a few feathers in its hasty retreat. Lucas laid on the ground, covered in dirt and a mess of shattered egg. He stared up in astonishment. Can you teach me how you did that? Could he sense your stained soul? Is that why he ran? The questions bubbled up from Lucas. He barely stopped talking to breathe. Jem didn't break his pace. Wait, where are you going? You can't leave. I haven't heard your whole story yet. And and mom always fight when you leave. Please, Uncle Jem. Lucas darted in front of the older man. Jem froze midstep. He looked confused as he eyed the boy covered in egg and dirt. He leaned down until they were at eye level. Lucas cringed back as the day-old whiskey breath of his uncle burned his nostrils. You think stories are all that matter, boy? There's a whole world out there. A world that's terrible and dangerous and beautiful and strange, and you won't ever see it. Not as long as you're sitting here in this shithole. Jem stood upright and spat on the ground in disgust. Run along, boy. Run back to mother. Run back and pretend like nothing matters. Your father can teach you how to scrape and grovel. He walked straight through Lucas and pushed him to the side. Lucas watched Jem storm off. He sauntered past the rooster and flicked out an errant kick at the bird. Lucas couldn't hear the mumbled curse, but he was sure it was there. It always seemed to be like this. His uncle would come in for a few days. His father would be happy to see him. His mother would make a big dinner. There would be stories. Oh, the stories. Stories of adventure. Stories of a war. Stories of women in far-away castles of death and betrayal. They all featured Jem at their heart. Jem who could do magic. Lucas had never seen any, but Jem seemed so believable. It never lasted, though. Mother always got upset. Jem broke something. Lucas slacked in his chores. Mother and father argued. Jem was sent back to the road. The story stopped. Lucas watched his uncle disappear down the road. It had been a record this time. Only a single night, less than a full day. Lucas? His mother called from the doorway. Lucas turned away from his uncle and ran back toward the house. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of I'll Tell You a Tale. I have been your host and author Nathan Westoff, Thank you so much for listening. If you guys want to stop by and follow us on Twitter, you can find us at ITYATail on twitter.com. You can also check out our website at www.ityatail.com. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash or send us an email at ityatale at gmail.com. I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed producing it, and I will see you in the next episode.